All right. And welcome to this special series of Realtor Fight Club called What Would You Do? And I'm here with our guest, Rachel Real, broker of Rachel Real Real Estate. Hey, Rachel. Good morning, Jen. How are you? Great. Thanks for coming back on. So I'm happy to be here. <laughs> yes. And I'm this, ready. You're oh, Yeah, you're ready to fight. Um, well, in this series, we do ethics and professional standards committee, like different cases or scenarios. And this series called What Would You Do does air every Wednesday. So look for it on wherever you listen to podcasts. So Rachel will present a case to us and we'll talk about it. And then we'll decide what would you do? Right. That sounds fantastic. So today's uh, article that we're going to talk about is article one. So that falls under the category of duties to clients and customers. So article one from the code of ethics says when representing a buyer, seller, landlord, tenant, or other client as an agent, realtors pledge themselves to protect and promote the interests of their client. This obligation to the client is primary, but does not relieve realtors of their obligation to treat all parties honestly. When serving a buyer, seller, landlord, or or other party mm -hmm, in a non-agency capacity, realtors remain obligated to treat all parties honestly. Okay. So this case here relates to standard of practice 1-15, which reads then, realtors in response to inquiries from buyers or cooperating brokers shall, with the seller's approval, which is key, disclose the existence of offers on a property. Where disclosure is authorized, realtors shall also disclose, if asked, also key, whether offers were obtained by the listing licensee, another licensee in the listing firm, or by a cooperating broker. So like if it's a dual agent. Right. So now again, a couple of things are key in there too. So if a buyer's agent asks if there's a, a currently an offer on a property, the seller has to have authorization to disclose that offer from the seller. Okay. If they have that authorization to disclose that from the seller, they have to disclose that to that buyer's agent, but that buyer's agent, in order to get all the information that they need, have to ask those follow-up questions. Okay. In order to best represent their seller. Got it. Or their buyer. Buyer. So. Yep. Yes. So we're going to talk about disclosure of the existence of offers to prospective purchasers. So we'll read through the case study and then we'll talk about it. All right. I'm ready. All right. This all is right. a good one. It is good. Okay. So seller S listed her home for sale with realtor B. The property was priced reasonably and Realtor B was confident it would sell quickly. The listing agreement included the seller's authorization for publication in the MLS and authority to disclose the existence of offers to prospective purchasers. So in this case, the seller did give the listing agent the authority to disclose the existence of multiple offers if asked. Okay. Within days, Realtor B had shown the property to several prospective purchasers and one of them, buyer Z, wrote a purchase offer at close to the asking price. Fantastic. Right. Realtor B called seller S to make an appointment to present the offer. After hanging up with seller S, realtor B received another call, this time from realtor A. Realtor A explained that he presented a buyer who was interested, or he represented a buyer who was interested in making an offer on seller S's property. Realtor A explained that while his buyer client was quite interested in the property, price was also a concern. He asked Realtor B if there were any other offers on the property, indicating that his buyer client would likely make a higher offer if there were competing offers on the table. So he's asking that question. Mm -hmm. Realtor B responded telling Realtor A, that's confidential information. Please tell your client to make his best offer. Oh. Taken aback by Realtor B's comments, Realtor A shared them with his buyer client who chose not to make an offer and instead pursued other properties. Okay. 
Buyer Z's offer was accepted by seller S later that evening and sometime later the transaction closed. So seller listed, they got an offer, somebody else inquired, didn't right. get the information they wanted. So the seller moved forward and closed on the property. Okay. Several months afterward, seller S and realtor A met at a social event. Never underestimate your social <laughs> gatherings <laughs> and what could happen. Mm-hmm. Realtor A related his conversation with realtor B. Seller S asked Realtor A if he thought Realtor A's buyer client would have made an offer on Seller S's home, absent Realtor B's refusal to disclose whether there were other offers pending. Realtor A responded that it was impossible to tell for certain, but his buyer client had certainly not been favorably impressed by Realtor B's response to a seemingly routine question. Seller S subsequently filed an ethics complaint against Realtor B, alleging violation of Article 1 as interpreted by the Standard of Practice 1-15. He noted that he had clearly authorized Realtor B to disclose buyers and cooperating brokers the existence of pending offers and that Realtor B's arbitrary refusal to share information he was authorized to share could have been the reason or part of the reason why Realtor A's client had chosen not to make an offer on the seller's home. Realtor B defended his actions indicating that while he agreed that he had an obligation to promote seller S's interests, his obligation to Realtor A and to Realtor A's buyer client was simply to be honest. He had not in any fashion misrepresented the availability of seller S's property. Rather, he simply told realtor A to encourage his client to make her best offer. Mm-hmm. I'm not required to turn every sale into an auction, am I? He asked rhetorically. I feel that I treated all parties, parties honestly and fairly, he concluded. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Never underestimate who's going to talk, you know, after a couple cocktails at a social event. Just saying. <laughs> I think though, like, okay, so if I am the listing agent, in this case, I think they called him B. Right. And, Realtor B. Yeah. And there's a, um, there's an offer on the table, which I'm the dual agent. Well, it doesn't even matter. There's an offer on the table for me. Right. I know people get hung up on dual agency and that's probably another topic, but like right. for me, I don't get hung up on it. So there's another offer on the table. He calls, I mean, I would want to try to get it into multiples if I could, because that could likely makes it go higher. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure it's there's enti- one right, case where it didn't, possible. but. Right, right. It's entirely possible that that was the case. I, I don't know why in this particular situation, the, the realtor B would not follow the direction of the seller, which was disclose multiple, disclose the existence of an offer if you have one. But I guess to his Based point, on- saying he didn't, he didn't not disclose it either. He just said that, hey, you know what? I'm just going to, what did he say? He, he said, said it's confidential. It's confidential, which that's the appropriate answer. If you're asked if there's multiple offers and you don't have the seller's permission to disclose, then you say, I'm not authorized to disclose that information. I'm sorry. Right. Which, if you're but the other case, agent, read between the lines. Right. Exactly. So there, to be based on the, the response that he said, you know, am I not, requ- I'm not required to turn every sale into an auction, am I? He didn't want to have to open up the door to the multiple offers and do more work. Allegedly. That's, well, that's yeah. I mean, that's, right, right. that's what we can assume, but I mean, right. the question is, is, is it an ethics violation? It sounds like it is in this specific case because he was Absolutely. authorized to do it. Right. But if just because you're authorized, does that mean you have to? If, if you're having that conversation with a seller at the time you list a property, which that's what we should all be doing, is having a conversation with the seller saying, hey, if we get into a situation where there's multiple offers, how would you want me to respond? Here's right. the option. Yes, I can respond. What is that going to do? No, I don't want you to disclose it. What would be the ramifications of that? 
and talk about those things at the time of the listing appointment, as opposed to when you get caught off guard and then, right. you know, in the middle of, in the middle of a multiple offer. Well, I also so, think there's been cases where you disclose there's multiple offers as directed by the seller, and then you actually right. lose the best offer. And, and you very well may. It's one of those things when I sit down with a seller and discuss it and they, you know, we talk about if you go this way, this could happen. If you go this way, this could happen. And there's always the possibility of, of having a second buyer come in. When you disclose there's a multiple offer, they, they go, Hey, I don't want to get involved. I'm going to move right. on. Right. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you it's, okay it's, with a, it. it's a 50, 50, sh- right. You've got to be okay with it. But in this case, that seller was the one that filed and said, Hey, maybe I could have gotten more money for my house. If but the second buyer coming in knew I had multiple offers and maybe came in with a better price. Maybe, maybe not. We don't know, right. but you is never it know. An ethics violation. It sounds like it is. If, if you're directed to do so equals that you have to require, but I actually don't think it's, we're not lawyers, but it doesn't seem that clear. It is when you're talking about following the direction of the seller. So if you look at it this way, any, t- any instruction the seller gives you, you're obligated to follow unless it's, it's a violation of the law. Mm-hmm. license law or, you know, regular law. Mm-hmm. So as long as that seller says, yes, I want you to do that, then that's your obligation. To do it. To, to disclose it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. So but what the, was but the, the important? Um, oh, okay. So I was going to say the important thing is in a lot of buyer's agents don't realize this and, be, and, and about the, what happens when you ask the question, if you say, do you have multiple offers? That's great information, but what you really want is the rest of the information. Right. Because the rest of those questions that follow that up, they have to answer those questions. The listing agent does. Yes. And if they do, they're going to give you the information you need. You're going to need, you're going to want to know who that, who the other agent was that bought the other offer in. Was it the listing agent? They don't have to ask unless, they don't have to tell you unless they're asked. Exactly. Exactly. And so there could be, I imagine that you would also then have to ask, okay, do you offer a variable commission or that would be somewhere in the MLS if you do? Right. Okay. Exactly. And that's the whole point of those questions. So it's great to know whether or not you have multiple offers, but you only have half of the information if you don't ask those follow-up questions. No, you're right. Because that's the whole point is to put yourself on an even playing field with that first buyer. Right. And if, and if you don't know if there's a variable rate commission involved, if you don't know, you know, if there's some incentive for an in-house agent to sell it, or if it's a completely you know, third-party co-op, you know, broker right. that's unrelated, that makes a big difference for, right. for that second. I mean, I think in. like a lot of the um, variable rate, I think at least in on my markets has to be put in as part of the MLS. It absolutely does. Yes. But I think asking the question is a good idea too. just because. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you don't know if a listing agreement started out with no variable rate commission, but maybe at some point down the road, that became a factor. Right it's still important to ask that. So you have that information. Exactly. And it doesn't always mean like we don't do a variable rate based on if we're dual agent and I, you know what I mean? And not every agent does, but it could be a factor. So it is good to ask. And I've had where I've been a dual agent on places and the seller, there was another offer that was better. That's okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, if there is a, if there is a, a, a variable rate commission, you're also required to disclose the differential. Okay. So that your, your buyer then coming in as number two can, can factor that into their offer. Nice. Perfect. So what was the finding on this one? So the hearing panel did not agree with realtor roll. B's. I know, right? We kind of do. I'm sorry. Okay, the, <laughs> we'll add that in. Yeah. The, the hearing panel did not agree with realtor B's reasoning, indicating that he had violated article one as interpreted by standard of practice 1-15. 
they noted that the standard of practice 1-15 requires realtors, if they have the seller's approval, to divulge the existence of offers to purchase on listed property in response to inquiries from either potential buyers or cooperating brokers. Realtor B had not met that obligation and consequently the hearing panel concluded that Realtor B had in fact violated Article 1. I think multiple offers is a difficult, it's a, there's so many nuances to like multiple offers. So absolutely, it'll probably come up a few more times, I imagine. Right. And in the market that we're in, and I'm sure it's the similar by you guys too in in Ohio, but yeah, where I'm at in Chicago, it's, you could show a house at two in the afternoon and it's sold under contract with multiple offers by five. Oh yeah. Or 201. It's, it, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. I woke up to a text message saying, Hey, I, I was going to wait for your feedback yesterday, but the seller got a great offer. It was over list and as is, and it wasn't even a multiple offer. Boom. They just wanted it done. They were, they had lost it on three houses previously and they were just like, I'm not messing around. I just want to take it my done. offer. Wow, I want it done. Crazy. Right. right. All right. So Rachel is in Chicago. Rachel, if somebody has a referral in Chicago, what's the best way to get hold of you? My directly by my cell, which is 630-542-8688, or you can reach me on Facebook at Rachel Real Estate. Lovely. And yes. if um, you're interested in learning more about EXP, certainly give me a call or text 513-400-1691. Hey, Rachel, thanks a lot for being on. You got it. Thanks, Jen. See you next time. See ya.